Have you been looking for a Taekwondo podcast with qualified people who know what they're talking about, who help you keep up with everything going on in the Taekwondo world? Well, you found it. This is the Taekwondo Podcast. Taekwondo news, competitions and other events, training and sports science, keeping the fans, coaches, and high-performance athletes up to date with the latest news and trends on Olympic Taekwondo. Let's do this. This is the Taekwondo Podcast. And now your hosts, Coach Caesar Valentim and Peter Nessler. Hello and welcome to the Taekwondo Podcast. We are a podcast based out of Austria, in English language, for everyone out there who likes Taekwondo. In this episode, we talk with Ariel Longo, sports scientist and strength and conditioning coach. We'll discuss how the new rules impact SNC training for high-level Taekwondo players. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Coach Cesar Valentin, and with me is Ariel Longo, SNC coach to several Taekwondo players. Hi, Ariel. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much for inviting me to this podcast, and I'm very happy. Thank you. It was uh, something we've been talking about for a while. It's happy that you are finally available to be on one of our episodes. Um, I know you very well, but for everyone out there who doesn't know who you are, can you please tell us a bit about yourself? For sure. Um, I am Ariel. I am a, a conditioning coach and I work with uh, many athletes and uh, level for world championships and the Olympic Games. And now I work with uh, many athletes for the both uh, modalities. Yes, you do Taekwondo and Karate. Yes, the both. And I like it. But, but I born uh, my, my business in Karate first. And after this, I come to um, Taekwondo, and now I work with the both. It's uh, interesting because you work with both national teams and Olympic athletes on two different sports uh, that are very similar. But let's talk about Taekwondo. This is, uh, after all, the Taekwondo podcast. Um, you've been following up the changes in the rules and your social media, some interesting videos of the exercises you've created. Can you share with us your thoughts behind those exercises? Yes, for sure. Um, I created this, I love to create the, the new movements because I understand the, uh, the high level athletes need to news because the rules change all the time. Uh, but uh, when I create one movement, I try to explain for the people, um, they, they don't know when or how they use these movements, only copy. This is the problem with the, 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 the people because people look at this and try to do But this is important when you create one movement, you put uh, um, for back this uh, concepts about uh, the, 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 train, the tournament and you explain uh, for the athletes why they do this. This is very important for uh, the feeling inside the training, you know, and I create uh, uh, these movements for help the athletes to improve uh, yourself about uh, the new rules because I, I I understand after they change the rules uh, the taekwondo a little have a little change a little change the the, um, the, the the style of the the, the fight and I think uh, now uh, the athletes need to more agility more uh, uh, 
making decision, uh, more reaction, uh, because the, the, the fight is too, too high uh, and you need to improve your fi- uh, physical condition. So you're talking that the, with the new rules, the matches became much more intense and the speed, especially uh, on the reaction speed from the players needs to be developed more than a few years ago? Yes, perfect. I, I, I feel this and I, and I read in some articles and I, I remember um, 2011, 12, uh, the pacing for fight is 1.2. Two one point four uh, rest and effort, and now I think uh, this is more uh, intensity than before because when the cha- when the rules change, all the sports, nothing only in in taekwondo, and all the sports, uh, uh, the dynamic inside the the fight change or dynamic inside the the competition change. Well, you're talking about the the rate of effort and rests in the matches, and that was something that when I first read the rules and I tried them out in the club, noticed that the intensity and the workload was much higher, so one-to-one on the work to rest. But when I saw the Pan American Championships and I saw that the matches are interrupted so often because of the video replays before the head kicks, the work and rest changed drastically. Yes, perfect. This is uh, uh, happened in, uh, in the Pan American Games, Pan American Championship, and I and I saw this when you have the, the video replay. The problem with the rest is it's a long time. In the athletes waiting for the results, and they're waiting for using this uh, for rest. Uh, but I think in in Uh, Grand Prix and and Homa, I think the the, the rules is more uh, right, and this is good for the athletes. The athletes need to prepare uh, their body for uh, the new rules because I think it's possible uh, the rules is more right in the next competition. Yes, uh, that's something that I've, I think we've mentioned in the previous episode as well. After the Grand Prix in Rome, we'll have a better understanding of the work and rest ratio, especially with the referees and video replays being much faster and not so often used as they were in the Pan American Championships. But regarding the new rules, and something that actually uh, makes me wonder a lot is about the clinch time. Before you had four to five, six, six, seven, eight uh, seconds of uh, working on the clinch, a lot of upper body strength a lot of isometric strengths, um, um, a lot of resistance, and now you're not allowed to stay so long and you are not allowed to stay in the clinch without kicking. That definitely changes the kind of upper body work that you have to use. Um, what have been your adaptations to that kind of training? Yes, uh, the, 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 the bigger, biggest problem for me um, in my fitness training and, my, and the, the training for athletes is uh, the clinch because the athletes is... Too fast, but there's not resistance for the clinch. And now you need to fight inside the clinch and outside the clinch. This is uh, very hard for the athletes because some athletes lose the weight and not uh, don't have a, a strength, too much strength for for uh, fight inside the clinch. And this is the problem, well, the first problem. And for me, uh, the steps and agility and before the taekwondo. Agility is very important, and um, 
uh, metabolism system for oxygen system. It, this is very important too. But for me now is more than before because you need to fight inside the clinch and outside the clinch and you need to move your body and uh, hold the pressure for your opponent because when your opponent lose, your opponent come to you and you need to resist this. This is very hard now for athletes, I think. So you're increasing your training plans, the parts where it comes to aerobic capacity and resistive strengths? Yes. Uh, and I do uh, this for anaerobic uh, resistance. This is important. But I do many uh, resistance training for repetitions because athletes to do uh, inside the fight. And I put in my plans and all athletes a resistance training more than before. And you're talking about uh, not only lower body, uh, but upper body as well? Yes, yes, for sure. Because uh, this is another uh, tip Because uh, the athlete's training, because it's taekwondo, I, okay, I will train my legs, my lower body is important because I kick, I, I move. But uh, when you clinch, your arms need to do uh, pressure in your opponent and you need to use it too much arms for gains, uh, space or close or fight inside or punch. And it's important you work in your upper body because uh, if you don't train this, your um, conditioning, uh, uh, you lose your conditioning inside the fight because you lose too much energy inside the clinch. I saw you that you, the videos you've been posting on your social media, that you are working a lot on core, especially on the front uh, planes. Yes, uh, I do this uh, in core because many athletes uh, talk with me, hey, when I, when I am inside the clinch, I feel my body go back. When the opponent push me, I feel my body back. But after we work in the core, in the core, the people understand core is only abs. It's not this. Core is uh, uh, is my back. Is uh, I don't know the name is. Um, the trapezius? Yes. Yes. And I, uh, the, the back, the, the, all, all uh, middle of your body, but you, you have... Uh, specific muscles inside your body for your work, for improving your core. This is important for you block when your opponent coming with you. You block for you not move because when your opponent push you, uh, he has he have a, a, a specific strategy uh, back this. You know, he, he push you for do one movement, not push you for only push you. And you need to stay strong for block this and use your force uh, for combat your opponent. Yes, I've seen your exercise. You focus a lot on diagonal change, uh, front and back chains, and then entire core workouts that allow you to go to the clinch and then go out and or counterbalance the resistance from your opponent. That's a very great, nice tips. In the end of this episode, I'll link the your social media accounts so that you can share a little bit. Let's take a little break, listen a little bit to our sponsors and partners from our podcast, and we'll be back soon. This podcast is supported by Hawken Dynamics. Hawken Dynamics believes that technology is most useful when it stays out of your way. That's why Hawken developed the world's first wireless force plate system with extreme usability. It is the quickest, easiest to use and most robust solution on the market. 
It is trusted by all sports organizations, large and small, as well as tactical, military and rehabilitation environments around the globe. It's force testing in the palm of your hand. Here at Vintecondo Center, we use Hawking Dynamics to test and monitor our team. The cloud-based platform allows us to access data and publish a variety of reports on the go. My favorites are trend reports and, of course, weight reports, where I can monitor different metrics to view progress and identify performance indicators, or to compare weights to a baseline data range. I use it on a daily basis to identify readiness. A simple jumping test takes me less than a minute to assess the entire team. Having my own Hawking Dynamics force plates allows me to test reactive strengths, maximum strengths, rate of force development, asymmetry and so much more. The real-time feedback on the app is useful not only for testing, but as a training tool, making it more accurate and at the same time more engaging for the athletes. If you are interested in learning more about Hawking Dynamics or getting your own, the team can be reached at info@hawkingdynamics.com or on Instagram or Twitter at Hawking Dynamics. This podcast is sponsored by First Beat Sports. First Beat Sports combines the most comprehensive analytics in team sports with a customizable interface to support real-time monitoring, recovery monitoring, performance management, and much more. The result? Data-driven decisions that support your athletes and team training, recovery, and performance goals. First Beat Sports is trusted by professionals. Over 23,000 athletes representing over 1,000 teams around the world rely on the solution to train and plan with confidence on a team and individual level using HRV-based insights. For more information, please visit our website, firstbeat.com sports. When talking about Taekwondo training, we need to talk about Athlete Analyzer. Athlete Analyzer is the first Taekwondo-specific athlete monitoring system. It is used by both national teams, regional squads and small clubs to maximize performance, prevent injuries and communicate with both athletes and trainer teams. Athlete Analyzer is a cloud-based system with a friendly smartphone app. You can plan and monitor every aspect of your training even when you are not in the gym with your team. The easy-to-use video analysis tool is not like anything you've seen. It helps you understand your athletes and even their opponents, making this app the only tool you need to manage your team. Before I used Athlete Analyzer, I spent an absurd amount of time in front of the computer, creating spreadsheets and using half a dozen software solutions. I have athletes in my center, but also abroad, and with Athlete Analyzer, it's much easier to communicate, plan, and monitor their development. Now that I have extra time, I can focus on what matters, training my athletes, and it still leaves me some room to do other stuff, like this Taekwondo podcast. Athlete Analyzer offers you a two weeks free trial, Visit them at athleteanalyzer.com to sign up or click on the link in the episode's description. To get the most of your free trial, I recommend you first book a free personal demonstration with Nicholas. It will give you a great insight of what Athlete Analyzer has to offer you and your team. It is well worth the time. You're listening to the Taekwondo Podcast. Now back to your hosts, Coach Caesar Valentim and Peter Nessler. Welcome back. We've been talking to Ariel Longo, strength and conditioning coach. Ariel, you've moved to Rio de Janeiro recently and are working with some of the new players and coaches. What is your role in your new Taekwondo club? Okay. Um, my, my, I, I work in now with uh, one athlete, specifically is Milena Chitonelli. And I support uh, uh, Diego with uh, uh, ideas or with... Uh, new strategies for, for the fitness, fitness training. Um, and I, 
I have uh, worked with many athletes, not inside Rio de Janeiro, but in outside. I have many, many athletes, included the Brazilian uh, and Brazilian team, national team in Taekwondo. Uh, but my my work in there is uh, work close with Diego, is is coach for Brazilian team, national team, and I work with him for improve the his club and uh, help him about the. Uh, the uh, the condition on training and and if the, the, the in, in one future new new future it's possible we're working together with uh, uh, Diego uh, and with it all athletes and Paulo and all athletes I work with them. So you're now working only with Milena. You've been working with her before. That's the reason why I actually moved to Rio de Janeiro. Um, and now with the club, you are also talking about working with new athletes. What are your strategy and the techniques that you want to start using in the Taekwondo club that's starting from, from scratch with you? Yes, uh, I, 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 work, I have uh, many devices here and I use this for uh, monitoring and, and understand about uh, uh, how the athletes uh, improve it more, uh, the abilities. And I use this uh, devices uh, and the technologies too close and the, the, the fitness, the, the strength training. And now I use the example, uh, the BST or uh, some applications uh, for reaction timing. And I use it the uh, one pedal with uh, uh, reaction time too. And I use the um, many, many devices for for control the training, and my strategy uh, and the plan uh, inside the team now is understand about uh, how the how uh, uh, the athletes feel when you put uh, fitness training and uh, technical training, taekwondo training. And some uh, some clubs have uh, control only for the taekwondo, but uh, forgot the the, uh, the 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 fitness training. And it's important you put the both together. And I try to help uh, Diego understand this because the, before Diego have a, a taekwondo alone, and after Diego put conditional training together. But now I try to connect the both and explain for him the importance for how important you is you control the both together. Yes, many clubs do that. They have taekwondo training only, exclusively, and then they send their athletes to the fitness studio to do some kind of program, sometimes whatever they want to do, not even an integrated program. And some other clubs try to get a more holistic approach and have um, the, the technical part of the training and the partial part of the training that is development phase to be also integrated, the strength and conditioning. I think it is, in, the, in my perspective, the best solution. I know that Ramal and many other trainers do it, that uh, strength and conditioning is a part of Taekwondo training. Um, sometimes uh, the transfer is easier if you do if you do a partial training or partial technique training. And other people prefer to have a more traditional strength and conditioning group, muscular group approach and then do a, a, a specific training that doesn't have too much connection or very little transfer. But again, that's the development of the sport. And I think the, it's nice to see you 
take such approach in clubs that are already bringing athletes, bringing your expertise as well, will definitely um, make them better and make them a powerhouse in, in Rio because Brazil is a big country and I think there's a lot of room for improvement. Yes, and, and, and I think uh, this is a new vision for our our because you, you are conditional code too. Uh, this is uh, a new vision in the, uh, our, our area because... Um, You understand the, the, the people, the, the professional people and condition on training understand now how important is this. Before, we think, okay, I do the strength training for athletes and no problem. And now they understand that my, my work is not do the training. It's control the training, control the load, control uh, uh, the, the, the physiology, control the stress, control. I need to control or try to control all. And... After this, I do the feedback with a coach and I try to help him um, to, to make a decision, one good decision and the, for the next training. It's important to have this control close what day by day or training by training because uh, uh, if, you, if you control one time in a week, it's good. It's bad, bad, better than you not control nothing. But it's important to control very close. Well, training by training is important. Yes, and especially these days, athlete monitoring is much easier. Uh, when you do athlete monitoring with these tools that are collaborative, that you can have all different coaches from SNC to technical to physiotherapists to medical department combined and have the access to the data instantly with very cheap, very affordable solutions like athlete analyzer or even a heart rate variability with first beat sports. There's no reason for you not to monitor your players and monitoring the load is one of the biggest concerns that you have to have either as an SNC trainer Or as a, as a technical coach, in two days, I'm going to the European Championships. Actually, when this episode is going to be aired, I'm already in Manchester at the, for the European Championships. And you have to make sure that your athlete comes into optimal conditions to the big event. And how do you do that if you don't monitor them? It's guessing and guessing doesn't work. Yes, perfect. And before the, the, the Pan-American Games, I, I do... After uh, Milena rest a little time and recovery her body, and I do the test for uh, uh, jump squats for understand the power, uh, understand how much he's she's tired or not, and I, I, I saw uh, the, the, her body improved, and the next day more, and the next day more, and I I, I think okay, this is perfect moment for. Uh, she travel and they go to the competition because her body you need to considering of course you need to considering the jet lag is important too I recently uh, in one art uh, they put one article I remember 2021 one yes. article review about uh, uh, jet lag and you you feel you, you understand how much uh, uh, things you need to uh, take care of For understanding about the jet lag, it's too much things. It's not a only travel, oh, six hours or seven hours, you need to do this or this. No, you need to use the compressive specific compression for the legs inside mm -hmm. the flight. You need to use it, drink too much water inside the, the flight. It's important because you deshydrate inside the, the flight. It's too many, too many things. But the people is considering this and not, don't understand the, um, the travel. Only 
because here it's hard for us because we need to cross the, the, the Atlantic Ocean. And for, for us, is, all the time is hard when you go to the Europe. It's not like you, example, you are in, in the Austria, when you go to the France, example, you go to very fast. It, here is, it's too, too, too far. Yes, uh, that study was a very good study. It was a consensus study about the travel fatigue and the effects of jet lag on athletes. And it mentioned the short duration, the frequent short duration and the jet lag situations. It's a very good one. We should probably do another episode just about those strategies and the, or the, the results from that consensus study because it was dozens of specialists uh, on sports medicine and sports science. It's a very good study. Um, and as you know, the, the counter-movement jump to measure fatigue is amazing especially when you have those little tools you can carry in the pocket uh, or a cell phone app that you can use um, they're not my sponsors but I really love the output sports that little device you know you, we've played with it a lot um, allows you to have instant feedback uh, on fatigue and uh, also of course hundreds of other tests like power outputs uh, reactive strength index there's so much you can do with those little devices uh, if i could i would bring my hawk and dynamics four plates with me every time um they're obviously the best um tool in my toolbox but it's not practical when you go for a weekend competition to bring them just to do a test um but it's uh, the tools are out there um, social media, of course, also helps share, share the knowledge and get access to some information. Um, and talking about social media, if people want to know more about you or reach out, where can they find you? Uh, yes, uh, my social media is Ariel, uh, underline is the name is, um, Robert is, is, uh, Robert, like, uh, you, you say, and, and this is, uh, in Instagram is, is normally I, I reply all people inside my Instagram. I don't, uh, I don't have a problem with this. And if you need to, some information sent for me when direct there and I reply you no problem. Okay, we'll make sure that we link you on the podcast uh, Instagram page. We'll tag you on Tuesday when this episode is aired on all our posts and our Instagram stories so they can reach out to you. Thank you, Ariel. It was a pleasure being here with you again and with everyone who is listening. This was the Taekwondo Podcast. If you haven't already, listen to our other episodes that are available wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are releasing new episodes every Tuesday. Stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a positive review and share it with your friends. See you next time. You've been listening to the Taekwondo Podcast. Keeping the fans, coaches and high-performance athletes up to date with the latest news and trends on Olympic Taekwondo. Your host, Coach Cesar Valentim, has almost 20 years of experience with high-performance Taekwondo and has worked all around the world as a Taekwondo trainer. Peter Nessler has been teaching Taekwondo for more than 20 years and he's currently one of the top referees in Europe. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Taekwondo Podcast, on Facebook at Taekwondo Cast, and the website TaekwondoPodcast.com. See you next time.